Mythical countdown. Three, two, one. Fuck is up, everybody. Welcome to the Great Girth Podcast. I am Tony, one half of your favorite fat duo with my other half, Austin Buddy. Want to say thank you for uh, holding down the fort for me and to our boy Alex. Thank you for doing uh, my job and a better job at it, actually. That was a pretty damn good episode. But I do want to say um, I was also on the um, Alex's Cowboys talk. So go over there and listen to that. That was a good episode over there, too. So I've been meaning to go back on a show. We were supposed to do it today, too, because we were going to talk about what's been going on in wwe because right now wwe is hot and i mean fucking hot like it's bad dude so do you know what's going on right now currently like what's got everybody fucking everywhere all i saw was like the rock had a giant family tree with like way too many people on it (laughs) so (laughs) so royal rumble comes around the corner right um Cody Rhodes wins again. And the inner boy, the boy in me is excited, dude. I'm like, yes, finally, we're going to fucking do this. And hopefully the right time. Well, when it comes time to announce that he's going to pick who he's going to pick, which we all know is Roman Reigns, CM Punk gets hurt. So that botches WrestleMania's plans because it was supposed to be CM Punk versus Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. And before the Royal Rumble... About a month or so ago, The Rock did make an announcement when he was talking about wanting to sit at the head of the table. So we kind of saw something coming. All right, well, fast forward a few weeks later, right? Seth is trying to reel Cody in, and it looked like it was going to work. It was pretty persuasive. I'm not going to lie. Even I was falling for it for a minute. I was like, dude, everything you said is true. Like, you don't want to wrestle somebody who never shows up with a belt that means nothing now. However, someone like me that's been following this shit, we're like, that's the story. That's Cody's story is beating Roman at WrestleMania. That has to be the story. But anyway, Friday night SmackDown rolls around. Cody Rhodes comes out to face Roman. And he tells Roman specifically, like, dude, I want that belt and I'm coming for it. Just not at WrestleMania. So the Rock's music hits. I am fucking furious like everybody else in the world. It was the most hated fucking clip, dude, in social media history for the WWE. The Rock comes back, all right? The Rock comes back to do the whole uh, fucking... It was, they called it WrestleMania kickoff, dude. They were in Vegas. It's, it's for the Super Bowl. But The Rock was there. Pat McAfee was there. What better way to continue this drama, right? Everybody thinks that's what's going on now. They think we're going to get Rock and Roman... And then they hear that The Rock weaseled his way in to be part of the TKO board membership. So everyone sees the signs. It's written on the wall. The Rock's going to take this for himself because he's doing what he thinks is right for business. Um, But anyway, we have this kickoff show. And even though Cody said what he did, we don't actually know what he's going to do. Well, when this show starts, it gets a little heated between Roman and Seth. Like, kind of, uh, you don't know if it's real or not, which was good. The Rock comes out and he makes it very clear, like, hey, this is going to be a big WrestleMania moment. It's going to be a match that not only is about the people's champion versus the tribal chief, but it's about a match that runs deeper than blood, basically, because he talks about his bloodline. And keep in mind, dude, I've never heard 
fuck you Rocky chants louder than ever. I've never heard boo, boo. Like I've never. And dude, I'm not going to lie. For Raw and SmackDown that week leading up, like, or for at least Raw, it was really, really bad. Because during Raw, they brought Drew McIntyre out. Nobody knows what's going on. They're like, okay, is Seth picking Roman or is he picking Rollins? What is going on? People are pissed about it, dude. So they throw Drew in the mix and we're like, great, they're going to try to cake this over by giving us a a triple threat that nobody wants. Well, anyway, going back to what I said about the kickoff show, they're talking about that. And Roman's like, you know, I'm going to exercise my right. I'm the head of the table. This is my decision, not Cody's. I'm doing what the fuck I want. I'm picking The Rock. So The Rock comes out, does his little spiel. Out of the blue, Cody's like, this is bullshit. And he walks out and he's like, I won the Rumble. It's my decision. And like, that's when he fucking just throws everyone for a loop. And he's like, you know what? I've made my decision. I want Roman. And The Rock's like, like everybody else, like, what just happened? And bro, this is where it gets interesting. Roman throws a fit. And he's like, you know what, dude? You had your moment. You lost. You are a chapter in my story. And that's all there is to it. You're irrelevant, just like your father. Ugh. And so then Cody, like, you can tell that stung, dude. It, it looked a little like maybe they weren't supposed to go there, but they probably, again, this could be, I think, I'll get into my theory later, but let's just pretend like we don't know what's going on yet. So fucking, he makes that dig, right? Well, Cody comes back with, like, all right, dude, you want to talk family? How's Jay doing? Like, how's fucking. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, basically like, dude, you guys aren't family. You're goons. You're a mill ticket. Word for word, that's what he says. And he was like, your father and his father would be ashamed of you. And so, which was kind of corny. Like, that's the dumb, that's a good guy. That's good guy talk. Romans was way better. But the Rock gets involved and he's like, whoa, whoa, now we have a problem. Because when you disrespect his blood, you're disrespecting my blood. When you disrespect his family... Blah, blah, blah. Now we have a problem. And he fucking bitch slapped Cody really hard. And out of the blue, dude, like, for whatever reason, all four of these dudes just, like, lost it. Yeah, dude, they're sitting there going, no, fuck you, motherfucker. Fuck you. And, like, there's faggots being thrown around. I'm I'm making that up. That wasn't part of it. But (laughs) (laughs) basically, dude, towards the end, the Rock is like, disrespect our family again. And Cody's like, fuck you up, dude. And, like, they pull him apart. And Rollins is looking at both of them, and they're talking shit, and he's like, you don't get to do what you want because you're a board member. And The Rock's like, yeah, the fuck we do. He's like, no, fuck you. Fuck both of you and your fucking family. Like, dude. So, like, it could have been, like, that was part of the story, and maybe, like, some digs were thrown in there that weren't supposed to happen, but I kind of doubt it. Now that I've had time to think this over, I was going to talk about this on Alex's show, and I'm still going to, but I'll do a quick run around because I realize I just wasted, like, seven minutes of our time talking about this shit. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, my theory on this is we all got played. This was the greatest work ever. Because I, like everybody else that was Team Cody, was one of those guys fucking tweeting, like, we want Cody. Hashtag, fuck The Rock. Hashtag, I don't like The Rock. Which I do, actually. I like The Rock. I just hate Dwayne Johnson. But now that I've had some time to reflect, I look at it, I'm like, dude, it looks to me, and this is just my opinion, it looks to me like, we were never going to get the rock and Roman. I think there's something bigger at play here. What we're seeing, in my opinion, if this is a work and there was no fuck up or personal digs or whatever, if this is according to the storyline, what we're getting is 
Hollywood rock, which we haven't had since the early 2000s when he was a bad guy because there was a clear tone shift. I believe that we are going to get the rock involved in the bloodline. This is going to be the new bloodline. Sure. Roman and rock will have their match at some point, but I think this is part of a bigger story. I'm pretty sure WWE did this on purpose because they had to find a way to build that hype for Cody even higher. They couldn't just fucking tell you that was what was going to happen. Right. He won and we knew that, but if that's the case, then dude, that's awesome. That's great storytelling because even I fell for it. I was like, man, fuck the rock, but (laughs) that's what's going on right now. And it seems pretty heated. And Oh dude, I didn't even mention this, but after the kickoff show was pretty much over towards the end, we get a little backstage scene where triple H is doing his little spiel. They're like, Oh, what do you make of this? And he's like, you know, moments like these where people go into business for themselves, blah, 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 blah. Right behind him is Rock and Roman. They're like, hey, you better fix it. Like, fix this shit right now. Or we will. Tell him to talk shit about our family again, and I'll knock his fucking teeth out. You better fucking fix it. And they walk away, and Triple H just gives him a look. Well, that's over. Friday Night Smackdown appears. Triple H comes out, clears the air, and says, hey, I, I feel like what happened last night was egos getting out of control and people trying to assert dominance. I just want to make one thing clear. It does not matter if you like it or not. It will be Cody and Roman. So that's a it's a clear dig at the rock. So something is something's brewing. If this is real and it wasn't supposed to happen, then damn dude, that's a, awesome. But if it's a story, even better. Because like I said, it feels so fucking real. Right. I do I do believe there's something more at play here though. Also has me worried though. I got a feeling The Rock's going to interfere at WrestleMania and fuck Cody over. That's, I don't want to speak negativity, but I feel it. Wait a minute. You're going to tell me that Roman Reigns is going to win a match by, not by his own flourishing, but somebody else is going to come in and and mess with the match and then he's going to win? No. Roman oh, dude. never do that. My favorite burn from that whole kickoff show when Cody came out and declared what he was doing, he was he looked at them both like, "What is this match for anyway? Like, what are what are the stakes for? Are you guys fighting for the champion, or are you fighting for the head of the table? What difference does it make when neither of you have been here for two years to cook the mills?" And yeah, I was like, "Got him, dude!" Because that's where I've always had a love hate relationship with people like The Rock and John Cena. They say they love that business but they use it to get into movies. They disappear. They come back to get more money than they go back. Like that shit does frustrate the fuck out of me. But at the same time, I can separate art from the artist. I hate Dwayne Johnson as a person. I really do. I think he's a fucking scumbag shitbag piece of shit. Just like Hulk Hogan. I love the rock dude. I love Hulk Hogan, but I know that the real them they're, they're fucking evil people just like the rest of them. But Dude, it was fun. It made me laugh, though, because now I'm like, I got to see these fan theories. And there's all these fan theories that are like, I bet you anything, because we have one more pay-per-view until WrestleMania. We got Elimination Chamber two weeks from now. Fan theory is we'll get Cody and Seth teaming up to take on The Rock and Roman. I, I kind of think that might happen. If it does, that would be smart. What better way to make you think that Cody doesn't have a shot at WrestleMania than having him and Seth lose to both the Rock and Roman Elimination Chamber. That would be the best way to kind of freak people out, make them feel like, shit, 
this guy's not gonna 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 fucking finish the story. But then he goes to WrestleMania and he does just that. That's the perfect ending to that story. But I feel like what's gonna happen now is we're gonna get Seth Rollins and uh, Drew McIntyre, which pisses me off, dude. Because I need to at least mention this before I close this up. I kind of feel like Seth Rollins has been getting shit on for weeks, like being borderline disrespected because they're acting like he can't be a main eventer himself. Like it, it has to be Cody for Roman or it has to be rock for Roman. And I'm like, well, what about Seth Rollins? Like he's arguably better than all three of them in terms of work ethic, but I digress. So it's pretty exciting, dude. WWE is exciting again. I'm I'm fucking excited, but yeah, that's, Damn, I just, yeah, 13 minutes of wrestling. So that's your wrestling rundown. I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, I'm just so stoked for WrestleMania. It's supposed to be two nights again. Fuck my life. Uh, April 6th and 7th, I believe. Yeah, I, I hate when they... I have my um, ghetto cooler here. Dude, that's badass. That's how you drink fucking, lemonade. Just a goddamn mason jar full of Kool-Aid. <laughs> like, like Kool-Aid, like for real Kool-Aid. Why, why? Yeah, he's like, I wanted I, something sweet. Well, so it's fruit. It's it's fruit. Hawaiian Punch. All right, all right. So my birthday was like last week, and so forever when I was younger, my best friend and his mom, every birthday his or mine, we'd have something called birth a birthday punch. Right, right. And like we were little, we were like elementary school they started doing this and that's when all um uh wee, 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 wee. you know what i'm talking about yeah i do i'm trying to i can't hold on what the fuck is that called oh my god he's on he's on undisputed god damn it he's like one of the greatest of all time fuck, why is it not oh this is gonna bother me hold on I gotta people look are this screaming up. at their little lane yeah, no, I was gonna say my wife is like a big Lil Wayne fan, so. But, but back in elementary school, like um, Lil Wayne used to just call everything was a drink. Mm, perp drink. And so we used to call that. So we used to call the uh, birthday punch birthday drink. Birthday drink. <laughs> so See, what that, is, that's badass. It's hat. It's equal parts Hawaiian punch, or like um, Hawaiian. Yeah, um, Hawaiian punch and like lemon lime soda, and then you take a whole get tub of sherbet, right, and dump it in the stuff, and let it all mix together. It bubbles all together. It's fantastic, but it's also like a million, um, freaking um, like a million grams of sugar. So you're gonna die if you drink this ever. It's not your birthday. And like, I've been, I've been like five years since having it. I was like, you know what? It's been a tough month. Let's get some birthday drink for my birthday. <laughs> so I go, I get all the stuff for it. I make it. I take a drink. And if you ever had something from your childhood you remember, which is amazing in your childhood, yeah. you try it as an adult, and it just makes you depressed. Yeah, you realize how shitty it is. You're like, damn, well, it's I don't know garbage. Like that. This. It's horrible. So I have a bucket of sherbet, and I made a bunch of Shirley Temples with the lemon lime soda. Yeah. I've eaten all the sherbet by itself, and now I just have a fucking gallon of this 
Hawaiian Punch. I found out why it sucks. This Hawaiian <clears> Punch <throat> is not great. No, Hawaiian Punch is terrible, dude. Like, I will say this. I recently had high C again for the first time in like 10 years. Fell in love, dude. I was like, I remember now why I like high C. But speaking of Kool-Aid, there was a time, dude, and I can't believe I ever did this. I don't recommend this to anybody. I had gotten a bottle of, it was like, it was grapefruit flavored vodka for my birthday. And I didn't really know like what to mix it with. I didn't have anything to mix it with, except like we did have packets of Kool-Aid and I did have some sparkling water. So I made carb, <laughs> I made carbonated Kool-Aid with some fucking, yeah, grapefruit vodka, dude. And it was terrible, but the Kool-Aid was nice. I mean, it made it a tad bit better. But yeah, I would never recommend that shit to like nobody. Fucking Kool-Aid. So hold on. That's fruit punch? Or is it Kool-Aid fruit punch? Like is it the it's oh, the it's, Hawaiian punch brand? Right, right. Okay. That's what that's which, what I was asking. Which it's all fucking Kool-Aid. Tampico, which right. is Tijuana Kool-Aid. I gotta step away for just a second. Hold on. Oh, you're good. There, all those things, Kool-Aid, Tampico, Sunny D, all this shit is all, you know, just random types of Kool-Aid. It's a child. <laughs> yeah, no. Sick and tired. The Kool-Aid. So I don't get why people like Kool-Aid. I'm sorry. Every time I drink Kool-Aid, it, it makes me, I, I vibrate like a woman's health tool, if you know what I'm talking about. He's like, every time I try it, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, this little dude has the hiccups. Hi, buddy. Your sister's going to be pissed because she's been dying to get on the show. Well, technically we've had her on we the show. Yeah, she reviewed hot dogs. If you haven't seen the hot dog review video, go do that. Go watch that. Right. That was a pretty good one. Well, now the internet can see my child and talk shit at the same time. Because, <laughs> like, dude, okay, so... Is that going... a tube in his nose? He's like, that... <laughs> is that Trailer Park motherfucker have a child in his hands? Fucking... <laughs> dude, so, like, okay. I've been watching this show. have a baby that can breathe right? Damn. He's like, he's not holding that baby right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, see, he's racist and he has a child? That dude's a pedo. Like... <laughs> I do have Dude. to say, I do have to say about this one once again. Who's got damn white babies at? Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, if I can, uh, I've been thinking, dude, because like, so do you ever see the comments on our fucking TikToks and shit from people? Yeah, All the yeah, ass yeah. hats. So, dude, okay, like I can't help myself lately. I just start fucking with them back because, like I've been saying, they don't expect that. A lot of people just comment just to talk shit and troll. But they don't really expect you to comment back. And when they do, they decide they're going to keep it going. So then it becomes an issue. And I'm like, I'm just falling for this fucking trap. You know what I mean? Right. Now, the um, the best one, I'm pulling it up. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Let me see. It was on our episode about DeSantis dropping out. My uh, favorite. 
Go ahead. No, I'm saying that that video is a little bit older. It must have it must have started getting picked up recently and started dishing out to people. We started getting comments on it. Well, I noticed TikTok does their notifications like super late because I'll go look and I don't even get a notification. And then I get that notification for that comment like five hours later. But yeah, there was one where basically some fucking like, I don't know. It was like a video that we did about, I made it specifically to fuck with people. I was like, I made this video just for Gen Z. And it was when we were talking about how like I thought they were the most annoying generation. So of course, this fucking idiot, you know, he comments. And I was like, Fuck it, I'll come back. And all it did was spiral into nothing, dude. And so the reason I bring this up is because I've been watching the show called Beef. And like in it, um, have you heard of it? It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's horrible. What? I loved it. I've watched three I watched three episodes. This full grown man pisses on this woman's fucking yeah, dude. Oh dude, it spirals out of control from there. It gets better and better. Like it gets fucking nuts. But I learned the fucking message in it, which was like, dude let shit go and that's something that i'm like trying to work on but it's i won't lie it's hard not to because i'll I'll, the reason i stoop so low to these people when they comment i think is because it's funny how they never have a profile picture and if they do i'll give them props for that but they won't have a username and i'm like yeah you're brave to talk shit when you're hiding behind a camera that's one thing but you're brave too when you use a picture that's not yours <laughs> especially when it's anime my favorites like well, my favorites i posted one about how it's like fuck the government it was you and alex in the most recent episode and of course some dude had some shit to say and i was like that's funny username something something no profile pic that's cute like i think the reason i stoop so low is because yeah like i said they're like it's ironic that the shit talk comes from people that aren't brave enough to show their profile like to show their real face and their name like they'll have and it typically is, like I've said, um, I think I mentioned this before. Yeah, it was in the last episode, or no, the one before that. It, it appears that the people that comment on our shit, typically, probably teenagers, or um, I've noticed this too, uh, failed SoundCloud rappers, black and white. I call them failed because they like to think they're big and bad but they sound like Lil Yachty and they only have like 200 followers. I mean, I can't talk shit. We only have like 400 something on fucking Instagram, but yeah, I've noticed too. that It's like the lowest of the low are the ones that always comment on our shit. And that's why I feed into it. My favorite thing is when people go in our comment section and then sprout big words. I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Oh yeah. You can so tell. The, the one, the one where we talk about the sand is dropping out. Someone called us millennial nihilistic scum. That one where I was like, that's got to be a Gen Z. Only a fucking child would say something stupid like that. Or an old man. Hey, hey, you don't know what nihilism means. Well, yeah. Nihilism means like you, you like reject God and say that life is meaningless and it's all in chaos. That's why I was laughing at that fucking shit. I was like, this person clearly doesn't... Yeah, dude, they use big words. You're like, you have no idea what you're talking about. I love it, though. I feed into it too much, though. But after watching Beef, I like kind of figured, like, dude, it really is time to let shit go. It's just so hard when it's so easy. You're like, it's one thing when someone comments and it's clearly their picture. And their, like, username isn't all fucking stupid. Like, they seem like a real person. I'm like, okay... 
I guess I'll let that go. Like, at least you were bold enough to show your face. Because, <laughs> like I do, like I said, there's a lot of these fuckers that they hide behind fake profile pictures and they just love to comment. My favorite, though, we always get called, like, we get called Reddit twins, or one time we got called Minecraft twins. That shit was funny, too. Dude, I, I, it had me dying. I was like, that was good. That, that's funny. Like, I, I got to admit, that was pretty fucking funny. Because some of these, I never respond to them because they pissed me off. I did once. That was, yeah, I told that story a while back. But I one time that happened, yeah. But mostly it's because I find the comments fucking hilarious. Either they're so stupid that they're funny, or they're just so fucking good with the roast. It's like, how, how can you not? And so then I got a comment back. But again... I do feed into it if it's someone who hides behind a profile pic. So if you're watching this and you want to comment on it, um, feel free to not show your face. Also, gay. You can also have something like username something something, and you can talk all that bullshit and pretend like you don't watch our show. So I welcome it. I do that all the time. I like, or you know, I like to, I like to play reverse psychology when someone comments. I do the exact same comment that they did. I just. I kind of put it to like in terms where they can understand that I'm ripping on them. Cause I've noticed there's a lot of people that aren't intelligent either. Like, let me tell you this as somebody that is technically a content creator, I know how statistics and shit work. I know how people have to look at our page to find ammo when they want to talk shit. I know when they watch the full video. So when I call them out on it, they like to play like, Oh, I know one looking at your shit, bro. I'm like, I'm not fucking 17, homie. Like, fucking be a man. <laughs> Did you if you're going to talk one? all that shit, at least be a man about it. Don't use slang. Like, come on, dude. No one no one gives a fuck. It's the internet anyway. Like, but I love... Go ahead. Did you see the Babylon Bee article this morning? No, not yet. Now I have to. Top tier. Buying the shirts and we have nothing to worry about. Makes this cool new padded helmet he's wearing. <laughs> this cool new padded helmet. Dude, that was crazy. So he did the exact same thing that Trump did, and there's like, they don't want charges filed because he's old. Yeah, because he's fucking... Dude, he's like, he's gone. Yeah, and what's funny, though, is that's their defense, and I, I'm just sitting here laughing like... Oh, so now you guys realize he's fucking not there and senile. <laughs> now it's okay to talk about it, you know? Like, and I, I remember reading something about it. I think it was on either X or no, it was like Facebook. I don't use X, but they were talking about that and like how the guy was like, there shouldn't be charges filed because he's a helpless old man, basically. So I commented, I was like, dude, the only thing I really learned about this art from this article with Biden hiding stuff is if I want to break the law and get away with it. I need to make sure I'm a Democrat. That's the only way they get away with anything. If you're a Republican, you're fucked. That's that's what I figured out learning all this shit. But there's always going to be oh. those fucking kids that comment. So I found discovered something last night that had me just in tears. Do you know who Pete Holmes is? Yeah. He has this X-Men series, and now he has... Uh, firing the Justice League, and they are so incredibly funny that everybody that I just need to show this fucking video, and everybody's gonna freaking lose. You're gonna lose it. It is incredible. 
I just realized my wife and daughter came out here just to make popcorn, and then they booked. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck's going on? Anything. What the hell? She put right. that metal bowl in her microwave, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> and I should be like, you're not put, you know, you're not putting that in my microwave, right? Like, <laughs> X Men. He's <laughs> doing interviews with X Men to figure out if they're going to stay on the team or not. So, Gambit, you throw stuff. Yeah, I tap into the energy of an object and I turn it into kinetic energy. And then you throw it. Yeah, I throw it. I throw it really hard. Yes, um, I'm just going to keep it then as throws stuff, which is what I had. Yeah, but my question then is, um, what happens if you run out of stuff? Ah, oh, but there's always stuff to throw. There's always stuff. Yeah, <laughs> there's I, always got, uh, I got my plane, guys. Right, you're... you got my plane. <laughs> Great to have you on the team. That was tough because, you know, this is a new deck and they're all... A little slick. You know, you know, so yeah. it's good to work them in a little, throw them a bunch. <laughs> Yeah, I understand. What if you run out of cards? How about, you know, Professor, it doesn't have to be the playing card. It can be any type of... Oh, oh, you could throw a business card? Yeah, yeah. You could do maybe an Uno? Yeah, Uno is easy. Could you throw a Magic the Gathering card? It's quite fitting. Baseball? Sure, any sport. What about a greeting card? Yeah, it's a little thick, but, you know, I can... It's a little thick. No, no, f***ing no. Without... Cards, no, it's you're cool. garbage. I control other things. Cool. You know? Yeah. No. No fucking no. You know, because I had a, a gyro. Earlier I had a lunch. Oh, <laughs> so if we were attacked by sentinels at lunch, perhaps you could have thrown the gyro. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can throw a gyro, but it's tough because the meat's fluffy. Scatters the meat. I'm sorry, are you, you're still messing with me on your... Indeed My favorite part are you here? Did you see this actor want to say you're still fucking with me? And he catches him and goes, you're fucking... You're so messed with me, aren't you? As we're speaking, how incredibly lame you are. So, you're fired. No. Yes, I am firing you. No. The no gets me every time. No. Every time. No. How incredibly lame you are. So, you're fired. No. Yes, I am firing you because without stuff, you are worthless. What if we're attacked? Not inside of a 99 cent store or in the paper plate aisle of a Target <laughs> or perhaps at some knickknack flea market so in New Hampshire. Hmm? What then? I got the backup, you know, because I got the staff. You remember me with the staff? That oh, I didn't look in the file. You have a staff. You train <laughs> underneath the waterfall with the staff. Da 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 da. Hmm? I train. I'm training all the staff. Great. If the X Men ever have a parade, we'll put you right at the top. When you hold that staff, <laughs> you look like the world's biggest blade fan. You understand? <laughs> you look like you brought it to lean on as you wait in line overnight for the new Twilight. Book, not movie. What are those gloves? Go Book. fingerless or go fingered. Those are the choices. What are this cats is coming back to Broadway bullshit? Here's some fingerless for you. <laughs> Suck on it. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. You know, it's, it's not goodbye, Gambies. If we're ever attacked while we're all playing inside of a ball pit, I will call you. Really, you will? No. <laughs> now, would you throw yourself out? I could melt you with my mind. Would you throw yourself out? Dude, melt you with my mind. No, it's incredible. It's the Pete Holmes show, and he's got a ton of them, and they're absolutely hilarious. You know whose show is pretty funny on fucking YouTube? Uh, it's Shane Gillis's uh, Gillian Keys. Did you ever watch that show? Gilly and Keys? Yeah, or Gilly Key, Gilly and Keys or something like that. Yeah, it's, Keys. 
Yeah, yeah keys. Yeah. But okay, so basically, uh, it's each each episode's like a different story, a different bit. One of them, I think it's called like Isis Toyota. It's where the dude that's trying to do the commercials last name is Isis. And they're trying to come up with ideas on like how to sell this shit. And one of the employees is like, why don't you just wear this this, <laughs> this fucking bomb jacket I rigged up? And they're like, whoa, dude, what are you doing with that? He's like, dude, I had to get on the plane with this shit. Come all this way. Don't be a pussy. And he's like, you guys are fucking insane. <laughs> and the commercial ends where he's like, come down to Toyota Isis or I'm going to fucking kill myself and everyone here. He's wearing the vest. <laughs> yeah, okay, 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 okay. Dude, you got to like fucking see though. There's... My favorite's called uh, OnlyFans Death. Here it is. Yes. Bob Isis. Pre-owned certified Toyotas. But there's one thing I want to make very clear, and it's that we have nothing to do with the people <laughs> over there in the Middle East. <laughs> we are the good Isis. The good Isis. You got to lean into the Isis thing. It's yes. a good marketing tool. It's a great marketing tool. I agree with Barbie. I think you should be like, here at Isis Toyota, we'll behead the competition. Yes. No, we're not doing yes. this. We're, no, we're, not doing we're not wishing death to any of our enemies. We are wishing death to low, to high prices. Barbies, <laughs> you can hold AK 47s. Yeah. No, no. That would no. be so cool. So I'm holding an AK 47. She's holding an AK 47. You're like, we got the best Toyotas. And I can be like, I can be doing that like terrorist turkey gobble thing. You know what I mean? We're like, enough. At ISIS Toyota, we have nothing to do with Abu Bakar al Baghdadi and his vicious gang of thugs. All we're trying to do is put you into an affordable, pre owned, certified Toyota. People don't respect you. To the youngsters, People I know don't you're having fun. You. I used to have fun myself, but there's something you need to know. Stuff like that? That's a load of crap. That's, That's a, load a load of crap. Load of crap. Can I be in a commercial? No. Why? It's because I'm black? No, it's not because you're It's because your name is Ornthal James Anderson. <laughs> you don't price gouge. But if we find a competitor with a lower price, we'll kill them. Put it. Cut oh, the you don't love OJ? What are you saying? He did it? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. God damn it. All I'm trying to do is get you into a Toyota. We made this. Jesus. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where is the commercial? Here it is. Look at that. Wear oh this in the commercial. Why not? Just I wore it on the bus here. You, know, <laughs> you wore this on the bus? Yes, I'd bring it here. You know how hard it is to get off? It costs more than the damn car. Like, you're blowing it here. Like, you're really, <laughs> yes. Would you quit it? Quit it. I'm losing money on half these things. Because you and your punk-ass kids come down and fuck with our shit. <laughs> Stop fucking with our Toyotas. Come down and buy them like a man. I'm <laughs> I'm under a lot of fucking stress. I'll go fucking nuts. We are closed on 9-11. If your dad was real ISIS, you'd be up in heaven right now, covered in virgins. Yeah. But instead, you're a fat fucking virgin covered in used Toyotas. Yeah, that's what I <laughs> Okay? Do. So, okay, I'd like to oh my God. God. come down to ISIS Toyota or I'll fucking kill myself and everybody here. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll fucking kill myself and everybody here, too. God, God. Shane Gills oh. is so funny. Oh, God. Dude, yeah, I like my uh, work buddy showed me that, and I was like, "Fuck!" And I watched all of them, dude. There's one that's like, it's called OnlyFans Dad, and this fucking this daughter and her boyfriend walking on her dad. He's got his dick inside a fucking machine that's making him fucking do work and shit. And he's like, "Oh my god!" And he's got a laptop, and he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "You like those PS fives you guys always get, huh? You think that shit's free?" And the the fucking boyfriend's like, oh, sir, I'm here to meet you. And he's like, oh, yeah? You think I don't know what you're doing with my daughter? <laughs> it's fucking funny. Oh, my God. There's 
there's so much, dude. If you get a chance, watch that whole. I watched because they're so small. I watched like that whole season in like about a I don't know, fucking hour probably. <laughs> they're like right. thirteen minute episodes, but yeah, dude, I can. That shit was I. I can never stop laughing at the last part. Come down the ice, or I'll fucking kill myself. <laughs> I'm under a lot of stress here. But yeah, fucking oh, Pete Holmes. Where did I hear? So I remember Pete Holmes from the College Humor before ever seeing his stand-up when he was the Batman Holmes character. Holmes was on College Humor. Yeah, he's Batman. Yeah, yeah that's the Pete Holmes show. Yeah. Yeah, he was. A, well, he plays Batman, Bruce Wayne, and some of the other characters. Those are funny as shit too. Especially the one where I think we've talked about this probably before, but the fucking one where Superman shows up to like try to partner up with him and he's like i want to be teammates <laughs> he's like what why <laughs> he's like you can literally melt someone right now why do you want you don't need me that doesn't make- yeah that, that p holmes has it has a um has a series now where he's that he's bat batman and he's firing the justice league now and the one of the best ones is talking to aquaman and aquaman is like you can't fire me. I have the uh, trident of Poseidon. And it's that trident from the Jason Momoa movies with like six tr- prongs. Right. And he goes, a trident? That's a trident you got there? How many dents are on that trident? And he goes, <laughs> oh, no, it's clean. He goes, how many pokey things are on the trident? He goes, well, there's one and another one and two and another one and three. He goes, a trident has three. That's not a trident. That's a spork. That's a sport. Oh, dude, he's he, hilarious. So it's him dressed up like Christian Bale's Batman. Mm-hmm. And then they have um, the new The Batman who's dressed up like Robert Pattinson's Batman. That's they're fucking like, funny. They're, he's, he, they're, they're all yelling at each other. He's like, no, you're wrong. He goes, my suit's better. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, the cowl goes up. He goes, oh, the new, new Batman's scared to get water on his neck. <laughs> a new he Batman. Here, I'm sorry to, I don't want to insult you here, dude, but you're the dinosaur. <laughs> if you really think about it, yeah, I, I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine. I was like, damn, dude, it's crazy to think that the Dark Knight, you know, back in 08, Pineapple Express, Step Brothers, all that shit is like 16 years old. About, that's fucking. Dude, like, where did time go? That is nuts. Because to me, those were still very new. Like, when I heard kid, young kids talking about Superbad, Pineapple Express, Step Brothers, movies that were a part of my my generation, like middle school, high school, I'm like, holy fuck, they're that old? Like, what the fuck? They're calling them classics and shit. And then I see, like, Seth Rogen and all those guys. I'm like, yeah, they're getting there. They're old. That's fucking nuts to me. Dude, what? I actually, I wanted to talk about this. Um... A buddy of mine brought this up because he and I were like 90s kids and he was like, what show or movie have you ever seen that was even relatively close to the 90s that you remember, like that nostalgia? And I had told him, like, you know, it's kind of a cross between the movie mid 90s that Jonah Hill made and then the show Freaks and Geeks, because those do remind me of growing up in the 90s, especially like Goosebumps and shit. But being that you grew up in the 2000s, what fucking movie or show did you ever watch that reminded you of your childhood of that time period? Well, that you would watch now. Uh, have you, um, 
ever heard? I guess it's, it's less about time period and more about drug addicts. <laughs> oh, we both know that story. You, you, you ever heard of louder milk? Yeah, actually. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. Chanel got me into that. Yeah. Well, see, I love Ron Livingston, so I wanted to give it a chance. And uh, she had been watching it, and I like I could hear it in the background. I was like, what are you watching? And she's like, it's the so show. Funny. Yeah, and so we watched from the beginning, and I watched every episode. Dude, I was mad as fuck, though, because I did research on it after it ended, and I was like, we just got gaslit. This show is, like, old. It's, like, from 2017. Yeah. And it, yeah, dude, and, like, they never made another season, and then Netflix picked it up and was like, new show. And all I could think is, I really hope Netflix does something with it, because the way it ended was kind of stupid. Like, it ended on a good note, but I want more. You know what I mean? It was a good show, dude. Like, there were times where you really wanted to cry because you'd feel bad for certain characters, right? Dude, like, every time Muggsy's on screen, it just gets me. Every time. Me too, dude. That fuck it. The moment I almost cried for him was when he fucked up at his daughter's function. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was my he was one of my favorite characters because yeah, he reminds easy. me so much of somebody. I was like, dude, he reminds me of someone. It's like, oh yeah, dude. And then there's a um, it's Louder Milk's father character. Yeah. It made me think of a certain person I know specifically. I was like, hmm, an old friend I had. That's that guy. <laughs> yeah, I think you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, that's Louder Milk's dad. Me and Chanel look at each other like, we know exactly who that is. <laughs> Dude, it's AKA, a good show, though. A.K.A. Shrapnelhead. <laughs> Dude, I think that show, it, uh, for me, it did, it did take me back to my, my childhood a little bit just because of what I had to deal with with, you know, a sibling of mine being on drugs and stuff like that. And it made me actually think about my past my childhood as well in terms of alcohol because everybody in my family is pretty much an alcoholic or like borderline. So when they show what that's like living with something like that, it does make you think about, you know, your childhood or where you might've seen that. That's why stuff like that is so damn strong, but that is a good show. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah, that's one of those shows that is incredible. Oh yeah, dude, we were in the hospital. Uh, what was it like a week ago or some shit? And that's what me and Chanel would watch because we were sitting there freaking out, dude, the entire time about our son. So we had nothing else to do but, like, go get hospital food or maybe, like, one night we'd order food. And we would sit there in the bed, you know, in the hospital room, and we would watch that together on our phone because that was what we were interested in. And, yeah, it, like I said, it was a great show, and I kind of hope they do more of it because that sucks. That really sucks. I, I love Ron Livingston, man. The guy that played Loudermilk. Like, yeah. I remember him solely. I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff, but dude, I will never ever forget. Like, the first time I was introduced to that dude was Office Space. One of my all-time favorite movies. That movie inspired me to quit my shitty job. Like, that's a great movie. I always tell people if you hate your job, dude, just watch this movie. It'll make you feel better. That was my introduction to Ron Livingston. And then I saw him in a bunch of other stuff like The Conjuring, you know. He is a great actor that I feel doesn't get appreciated. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. Because you can see it in Loudermilk. He is very, very good at, you know, playing that character. Like, I had never actually seen him cry before. So I couldn't wait 
to see like if they did anything different with him. And he was a good dickhead too. Like he oh, kind of yeah. well, that character reminded me of myself in a lot of ways with how he was about being picky with like music and how Dude, modern shit was. When they're going on that road trip and they stop to find out where they're going and ask that guy like how far away is this? And it was like, oh, about six minutes away the crow flies. He goes, oh, I have the beagle that shits nickels and walks backwards. What, what was the E.T. on, on his arrival? I loved when he was like fucking, when he's talking to what's her name? Uh, or no, no, no. It's some, it's the lady serving his coffee. She's like, why are you talking like that? And he's like, what do you mean? This is the way I talk. And he's like fucking mocking her, dude. She goes, dude, you're an asshole. And he's like, there, right there. See, that's your real voice. I like that. <laughs> Dude, that shit was funny. Like, it was a good show to the point that I was like, ah, it sucks that it's over. Like, they better. I hate when they do that, dude. I think I told, I've told this story a million times. I'll tell, well, I'll tell a brief version of it. But if anyone here is listening, if you want to watch a show that's so good that ended too early because they did nothing with it after the four seasons it had, Amazon Prime has it. It's called Sneaky Pete. I love that show. That was such a good show. And I was like, damn. But the way it ended, it like made sense in a way. Like they, I guess if they weren't going to do anything with it, it would be fine. Which is how I feel about Loudermilk. If that was it, then that's an okay ending. It's fine. It doesn't leave you like, well, what about this or that? Like it's kind of an okay ending. Right. But I hate that dude. Or I hate when they like have a good show going and then they fucking cancel it and they have it on Netflix or something. And you're watching it like, what the fuck? And you do research and you're like, oh, I just wasted like days. I wasted years. (laughs) Like fucking because I'm that guy, dude. I don't watch new shows. I wait years until they're like either finished or kind of like far off. Like there's nine seasons or whatever. And then I start because then I want to watch a lot of it. That's what I did with uh, It's Always Sunny, because I remember seeing ads for it since I was in fourth fucking grade. That's how old that show is. I never actually watched an episode of it until I was like 24. So by then, the show had already had like, what, nine, ten seasons, maybe even more. But like, I had a lot. No, actually, it was it was pretty close to where I was basically almost caught up. And then the years went on and I watched the newer seasons. But I love doing that. I don't like watching. I think the reason why is because as a child, I appreciated that because we had to wait. We weren't consuming shit so quickly. But now I'm like, dude, in this day and age, there's no reason for one episode every week. I get it. Nobody likes to binge watch shit. I don't like that. I don't like when Netflix would do that. They would release like a whole season of Ozark and I would binge it in like a couple days. And then I would just sit there like, fuck, now I got to wait a year. Like that sucks. But I'd kind of rather do that than have to wait every fucking week for another episode, especially when it's a shitty episode. Cause there's some of those dude, like, can you name a show that you feel had a shitty last like season or last couple episodes? Cause I can dude. like one of my favorite shows of all time is called boardwalk empire. I absolutely hated the last season. It was slow. It was boring. There was kind of no reason for it. They ended the the season before that on such a high note that you were like, oh, shit, it's going to get real next. Nope. It just fucking fast forwards like 12 years into the future or whatever. And then you have a whole season of the aftermath of what everyone's been through. And then the main character gets killed finally, which we knew was going to happen. That was his fate. What about you? 
really bad last season. Or at least like they had like a bad last episode. You know, I'm trying to think of a show. Well, I mean, you ever watched Longmire? No, but I know I know what it's about. I've I've heard of it. I've seen clips and shit. I like Long Longmire a lot. Um, but the ending's kind of you expect something kind of bigger than what happens. Right. And you know, I, I can't think on the top of my head really anything that I was watched was like this is horrendous. Right. Well, I I will say this. Like, the last episode of Beef did suck. I was really pissed. I mean, it was supposed to be a humble ending. It was supposed to tie everything together and kind of explain to you, like, the lesson behind it. But the way they did it was so fucking stupid. And then the last 13 minutes is super rushed. You're like, dude, there's too much going on in 13 minutes. But I think... Let's see, I got a couple shows right now that I'm actually waiting for new seasons on. Tulsa King is one of them. Where the fuck is season two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tulsa King is awesome. That's a great one. Yeah, I loved it. I fell in love with it right away. Uh, Severance on Apple TV was a great one, too. Did you ever watch that? It's no, I don't have Apple TV. Well, that's a good one, dude. It's yeah, I didn't think I was going to like it, but it's uh, Ben Stiller directed and created the series. And he's a good director, man. Cable Guy, Tropic Thunder, Say What You Will, they're actually really well done. For being comedies this isn't a comedy though. it has adam scott in it who i like for those of you that don't know who adam scott is famously known as derek from Step Brothers. but severance it's a story about how in the future you can get a procedure done to your brain where you have what's called an innie and an Audi. your innie is a person that stays at work so essentially this procedure they do is when you go to work you don't remember any of it and then you go home. Well, when you're at home, you don't know who you are at work and vice versa. Your Audi is when you're at home. Your Innie is when you're in work. And as time goes on, the characters start to wonder, like, how the fuck do I get out of this building? There's, like, one character in particular that she's like, I don't remember ever wanting this job. And they're like, well, you signed the paperwork. And she doesn't understand why she doesn't remember. And so Adam Scott's character just explains it to her. Like, we had that procedure, the severance procedure. She was like, well, why would anyone want to do that? He's like, well, I mean, why would you want to know about work? How great is it knowing that when you go out your front door and you come to work, the second you get on that elevator, and then you wake up and you're going right back home? Who the fuck right. wants to? But she's trying to explain to him, like, dude, we're stuck here, though. We don't know who we are out there. And that's not fair. And so the whole show is them trying to infiltrate their facility because the way the company works is they make you sign, like, non-disclosure shit. And they own right. your ass. Yeah, they own your ass. And so your Audi is the one that signed those paperwork. So, like, imagine you battling yourself and not fucking knowing what's going on. You'd feel betrayed. So it ends on a great high note. And I was like, fuck, we're season two. And it's been like a year or so. Severance. That's a great one. Um, another one that I'm, like, impatient for. It's fucking, um, damn it, I was just looking. Hold on. got to find this shit. Have you seen Ted, the new Ted TV show? Actually, I have. I saw all but the last episode. And let me explain it, why. That show has no fucking reason to be that hilarious. Oh, dude, it's. I was telling my buddy Matt, I was like, dude, it's better than the movies. Yeah, oh, easy. It is so it's funny. The funniest shit, dude. I was dying when they're fucking with the bully. Pretending to be his fucking uh, his dad, 
Dude, and they start getting all happy about his good grades and shit. <laughs> Dude. Or I love the chick that's trying to be all like the liberal chick that's trying to accuse him of racism and that she can't remember the name of the Barbie doll whose hair she cut <laughs> off. And right when shit's falling apart, she gets kicked out. She's like, Aisha, that was her fucking name. <laughs> My favorite's when they're driving and they're on, they're on um they're drunk driving. Oh yeah. Dude. And he and he's like, hurry up, drive. And she goes, You're driving. Oh yeah, I'm fucked up. I'm fucked up. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm fucked up. I didn't want to watch it originally, dude, because Ted 2 tainted my love for the first one. Because I love Ted. And I used to be a Family Guy fan. I'm really not anymore. So I had no interest in watching this, dude. I was just, it was a Friday night. I was tired from work. Got a little high. And I was chilling. Then I was like, you know what? I'll just give this a shot. If it sucks, I'll fucking turn it off. Few laughs here and there in the first episode, enough to make me go, fuck it, let's watch a second. I'm already hooked because let me just say this, dude. The kid that plays the John, the younger John, I fully believe that that's a younger Mark Wahlberg, dude. He is yeah, good. 100%. Like, yeah. you, you believe that's John at a young age. You're like, dude, that's fucking a carbon. That's crazy. But that's what hooked me too. And then I love the dad. For those of you that don't know, the guy that plays the dad, Maddie, he was the kid in the Critters movies, the fucking ginger dude. Dude, he's always been kind of like in weird movies like that. And I was like, oh, my God, that's that one motherfucker. And he's all grown up now. And, dude, he's hilarious, too. Like the shit he says. I was in Chinatown. Do the math. <laughs> dude, but because I don't like Family Guy that much and because I hated Ted, too, and it made Ted irrelevant to me, I had no interest. And I watched it. And I was like, damn, this might be the funniest shit Seth MacFarlane's ever done. Like, I think he's kind of learning from his mistakes, maybe. I don't know, because it does have family guyism to it, but nowhere near as much as you'd expect. It's a different show, dude. It's not like the movies at all. I was trying to explain it to my buddy. I was like, yeah, it's the same, you know, concept and all that, but it's really not like the movies. It's very different. And they, because it's a show, they actually get away with a lot more, too. I think it's a, it's definitely fucking dirtier than the movies, dude, and it's so worth it. But I didn't watch the last two because... I started getting bored with the whole the older chick, the dynamic of her being non-binary or whatever the fuck she said. The reason I got irritated was because I was like, okay, that was not a thing in the fucking 80s and 90s. Like, that's clearly just to please a certain crowd. Well, no, she just a, she's just a lesbian. Doesn't she say she's like non-binary or some shit like that? No, she's just a lesbian. I swear she said something about, well, yeah, like she's lesbian. And I was like, fuck, here we go with this shit. And it started getting all serious. I like quit for a bit. No, but they play it off so fucking funny. Well, my buddy that watched this, not the one I was telling you about, another buddy that watched it was like, you need to go back because, and he spoiled it for me, but he was like, they actually end that on a good note, which is Maddie's explaining to her like, dude, I'm from a different time. Like you need to understand that. And I know I need to understand you. But it's not worth, like, our family getting torn apart. So, in a way, it kind of pays tribute to the fact that, like, this show's not really about politics. But they acknowledge that, yeah, that does exist in the world. Shit like this does happen. It's not like they're playing sides. So I was like, okay. So I got to go back and watch it. But, <laughs> fucking, I thought it was hilarious as shit. I fucking love um. That show has no business being as funny as it is. Oh, dude, and it's, like, got a high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Everyone I know that's seen it loved it. People are talking about it. And I was, like I said, I was shocked. I was like, damn, this show is fucking hilarious. And I love the fucking, when they 
when they finally tell the bully the truth and he's like, all right, cool. They're all chill. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, I can't make it this time, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> they're like, bro, I'm starting to feel bad. He goes, why'd you do that? Why'd I do that? And he goes, oh, yeah, I'll definitely come see you, buddy. And he's like, why'd I do that? Or when they're all sitting in his room getting high and she's like, this is going to be a thing now, isn't it? And they're like, oh, yeah, and they're just getting high. <laughs> Oh, dude, like, I wish they would bring more shows like that out there because a lot of shows, man, they're just too fucking serious and they get political. I want humor. Humor is the best medicine for me. That's that's my defense mechanism when dealing with shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like watching a lot of serious stuff when I'm having a hard life. <laughs> when I'm having a rough day, I don't want to fucking watch a show that's going to make me cry. I want to watch something funny. I want to watch something that's going to lift me up and make me laugh. Like, ha, ha, ha. Like, I remember... And I always use this as an example. That day my uh, catalytic converter was stolen, I posted that fucking um, gif of uh, Paul Rudd from Role Models. When he's like, wow, today sucks. <laughs> that? Or the one it's like, how the Grinch stole your catalytic converter. <laughs> like, sometimes, dude, you need humor, but... I do yeah. have to say that it's catalytic. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I like to call it Cadillac converter. I just started calling them um, gold tooth because apparently they're worth money. So people are going to go yank them out of your shit <laughs> fucking without your knowing. Like if you have a truck or, you know, like a fucking higher up car, dude, you're fucked. That's just all there is to it. I learned that lesson the hard way because I loved my hatchback. But that sucked like hard. And then right after we replaced that stupid thing, starter went out. Like, I was pissed, dude. Cars are a bitch. We're on our last rim right now, all right? Like, I have one tire that it's very clear it needs to be changed. I can see the cracking in it. But we're doing that thing where we're airing it up every other day just till we can make it to Commerce City to go to the fucking Eagle Tire and give them 50 bucks. Please, sir, please fix my tire. Because, dude, I'm not going to fucking... Big old tires or any of that shit, dude. I remember I went to one. It, it was like a used tire shop, like a mom and pop. And I was like, hey, right. I just need this one. Do you guys have it? And how much would it cost? And I'm like, we do have it. And it'll only be 250 And I was like, only? <laughs> I'd rather some fucking tires that have been stolen, dude. Like, honest to God. Even used tires. I can't. No. I don't have that money. Like, Dude, we have to get... Um... Tires on our food truck. And it's going to be, you know, goddamn almost 1200 bucks, 1300 bucks for tires. God damn, yeah. really? We're kind of in a weird spot with the truck right now. It's like neither of us have income. And oh. None of us have any money. And we're like running out of money. And. If the truck's not running by the end of the month, we have to kind of stop and go get jobs and wait for next year. Telling you, dog, in those moments, that's where Uber Eats came in handy for us. It sucks, though, dude. It's like yeah, unfortunately, I can't shit. Deliver, unfortunately, I can't deliver food in the ambulance. True. I think you have to have a certain year or two. It's like got to be a past a 2005. Well, also, um, I would lose money with how much diesel costs. Well, that's what fucked us, dude. Like, we would drive around for, like, four or five hours and only make, like, 150 bucks off all those deliveries. 
but then we had to go fill our tank, which was like 40 bucks. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, yeah, there's odd jobs. And, dude, like, I give credit to the people that that's how they live, like, just doing odd jobs. Like, hey. Well, I, I have a buddy who I go help every once in a while. He's opening a restaurant, so laying tile, doing flooring, plumbing, and stuff, stuff I know how to do. Right, just um, fine, yeah. That's why, kids, if you're listening to this, learn a skill like plumbing or something. Because yeah. no matter what happens in this world, we will still need electricians. We'll still need plumbers. We'll still need people to lay who put lay floor, who can frame. Learn a skill. Yeah. Seriously, dude. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck YouTubing it like me. That's how I fix all my problems is I watch multiple videos on YouTube. And when I find a group of them that all make sense, I'm like, okay, that's how I do it. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, we have hit the end of the road. As always, Austin, it's been fun, man. We'll uh, we'll touch base again on the next one. I can't believe I fucking said that. That's my work talking. Um, <laughs> yeah, so dude. We're gonna, we're gonna touch back here on that policy here later. And... He's like, oh, I'm gonna need you to get that report on my desk, okay? Like, that's what that is. But no copy. Copies for closers. Yes. If you guys like what you heard here and you want to check out more, go to thegreatgrowthpodcast.com. You can also find us on YouTube. We're now on Rumble. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're also on iHeartRadio and Pandora. Just found that out yesterday. Um, Pocket Podcast. Shit, we're pretty much everywhere, man. Please no, like. If you have if you have Pandora, don't listen to us. <laughs> He's like, you won't. Hear it. <laughs> you will not hear it. But definitely hit that like button. Maybe subscribe. Leave a comment, even if it's shitty. I'll take it. But thanks everybody for watching. Austin, buddy, it has been a pleasure, and I will see you on the next one. Adios.